Welcome to our Meditation Service podcast. Each week we will have a different presentation, including different sutra chanting, different speakers, and different Dharma messages. Through this Meditation Service program, we will have both seated and standing meditation, sutra chanting, and a Dharma message. We hope that this Meditation Service podcast will enable the listener to experience meditation, to experience sutra chanting, and to listen to a Dharma message. In our Shin Buddhist tradition, we regard meditation as not a practice or as a means to try to attain enlightenment, but we are simply sitting to calm ourselves so that we might better receive the Dharma, hear the Dharma. Our everyday life is so hectic and fast-paced and busy, we need a little bit of quiet time, tranquility. We find it hard to focus on listening to a message, and so by sitting first, we're able to settle ourselves, calm ourselves, and open our hearts and minds to receive the teachings. Once we learn how to receive the teachings in a meditation service, we find that we're able to receive the teachings even in our everyday life. We encounter teachers anywhere. It could be a driver. It could be a bartender. It could be your pet cat or dog that gives you a teaching relevant to your life. Thank you. Please be seated, and we will prepare for our first seated meditation. Whether you're in a chair or on the floor, you want to sit with your back very straight, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open, half closed, gazing at a spot two or three feet in front of you on the floor at about a 45 degree angle, hands placed in your lap. When we sit in meditation, uh, we try to find a position uh, that we can hold for 10 minutes without fidgeting. Uh, So, you know, this is a prescribed, suggested posture. Uh, but feel free to modify it uh, as you see fit. But you want to find something that is comfortable. Uh, Meditation is not supposed to be agony. So uh, the suggested posture is to sit with a very straight back, uh, whether you're sitting on the floor or in a chair. Uh, You want to think of a plumb line running from the top of your head uh, down through your sit bones. You want your back very straight, you know, like a a pencil uh, balanced on, on upright on a desk. Uh, You don't want to have any weight leaning forwards or back. It can cause stress or uh, left to right. So, you know, we suggest you kind of rock forwards and backwards until you find that spot front to back that's balanced. And then you could rock uh, left to right until you feel balanced uh, in the middle. And then uh, you want to have your eyes half open and half closed, uh, gently gazing at a spot in front of you on the floor at about a 45 degree angle. Um, We suggest this uh, because if you have your eyes completely closed, it's easy to become uh, drowsy and sleepy. And if your eyes are completely open, it's easy to be distracted by motion or light in the room. So half open, half closed, gently gazing in front of you at a spot on the floor. And then uh, breathing, it's suggested that you breathe uh, in through your nose uh, by forming a vacuum with your tongue and the roof of your mouth, uh, leaving your jaw relaxed and open about a half an inch. And then breathe through your nose, uh, down into your diaphragm, uh, down into your stomach. 
So one of the uh, things we suggest uh, to get a little uh, physical feedback is to place uh, one hand on your stomach and one hand on your chest. And when you breathe, you should feel your lower abdomen moving in and out like a bellows. And you don't want to feel any motion uh, in your chest. You don't want your chest moving uh, forwards and back, and you don't want your shoulders moving up and down. And this type of breathing uh, is very common. It's the way uh, runners breathe, long-distance runners. It's the way uh, singers breathe. Oftentimes you'll see a singer uh, hold a microphone with one hand and put her other hand on her stomach. Uh, it's to kind of reinforce the proper breathing. And this type of breathing is naturally calming. Um, it's the breathing that doctors suggest, for example, when you're getting your blood pressure taken. Uh, and it's also the breathing we use when we chant. Uh, we take a large gulp of air down into our stomach, and then we, under controlled, slow exhale, uh, chant the next line of a sutra. The other thing you can do is there's a couple positions for your hands. Uh, you could take your left hand and place it in the palm of your right hand uh, and touch the tips of your thumbs together, and then hold that in front of your lower abdomen, like right in front of your uh, lower stomach, uh, with your elbows out. Uh, this is a meditation hand gesture. Uh, another posture is to take the tips of your finger and thumb and touch them together on each hand, uh, and then pointing the remaining three fingers away from you, and then placing the back of your hands onto the top of your thighs. Uh, this is another uh, meditation uh, hand gesture. And the explanation I've been told is the index finger and the thumb represent wisdom and compassion, the interaction of wisdom and compassion in your life. And the other three fingers uh, pointing away from you represent the three poisons moving away from you under the influence of wisdom and compassion. So that would be uh, anger, ignorance, and greed. And then uh, you can sit uh, on the floor on a cushion. Uh, you kind of want to be a tripod. You want your uh, bottom up in the air a little bit and then wait uh, on your knees. Uh, and you can sit cross-legged or you can have one leg on top of the other. Uh, that's called half Burmese, I think. Uh, you can sit lotus, which is uh, the top of your foot on each thigh, which is quite difficult. Um, you can also sit in a chair. Uh, and if you do so, we suggest you sit forward in the chair and not lean and round your back against the back of the chair. Uh, but in any event, uh, you wanna be able to hold a position. Uh, you want your body to remain still and try not to fidget for the duration of the 10 minute sitting. And one of the ideas behind this, uh, which is, is uh, unique to Buddhism, is that if you can still the body, uh, the mind will follow. And this is a lot different than thinking in the West. We usually think that beliefs are foundational. You know, if you calm the mind, uh, then you'll lower your blood pressure. Uh, but in Buddhism, the idea is, is that when you calm the body and you still the body, then the mind becomes tranquil and relaxed and still. And so that's kind of the basis behind uh, most of Buddhist practice. It's highly physical. You know, we bow, we sit, we chant. Uh, all these things are body activities that influence the way we see the world. And so this is the way we get to the mind. This is the way we make change is through these bodily practices. So uh, this posture uh, for meditation service uh, can be frustrating in the beginning, but over time, uh, muscle memory will kick in, and uh, a lot of the core muscles in your back are not used to sitting uh, this way, of supporting yourself in a vertical uh, seated position, and so they need to uh, develop and strengthen. Uh, but you'll notice that your back and your core will begin to tighten up 
and uh, develop uh, as long as as long as you sit and along with uh, your mind, you'll see benefits of being more calmer. Uh, everything is done in uh, meditation with intention and forethought. So, you know, we breathe mindfully, we sit mindfully uh, and be aware of your thoughts. Uh, don't judge them and just watch them come and go. It takes time, but it works. And we will begin with Gasho. In Buddhism, Gasho is a form of bowing. Uh, it's much like uh, Namaste in yoga. And Gasho literally means to put one's palms together. So what we do is we place our left and right hand together with our palms. And then we uh, hold our thumbs and our hands against our chest or sternum. And then we have our hands held at about a 45 degree angle. And then we slowly bow forwards another 45 degrees until our hands are parallel with the ground. And then we come up. And this is called Gasho. It's a Buddhist bowing, a posture of humility and respect and refuge. And after we Gasho, we say Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. And that is the sound of enlightenment, much like Namaste. And we say it to each other. And we're saying it as we receive the teachings and as we are with the Buddha in this meditation service. So whenever we say palms together and bow in Gasho, we're literally placing our palms together and bowing to the Buddha and to the Buddhist tradition and to one another. Place your hands together and we will bow in Gasho. And then at the sound of the bell, we'll begin for 10 minutes and then we will end with the bell.
please join me in gasho. Namandouts, 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 namandouts. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. We will now chant Ju Gay. Oh, 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Why meditate? Twice I have been examined by magnetic resonance imaging. 
an MRI exam allows the doctor to check for health problems that would otherwise go undetected. The patient lies down and is slid inside the core of an electromagnet. Imaging can take up to 30 minutes, and you must lie completely still. It's close quarters in there and rather noisy, with machinery whirling around you. In some people, it can trigger claustrophobia. They find it unendurable and have to call off the exam or else be sedated. While I was in the apparatus, I closed my eyes, followed the breath, and kept still. Time passed quickly. Because I refrained from moving, the imaging took only 20 minutes. Upon emerging, I jokingly asked the technician if I made an A on the exam. He said, you got an A+. Having an easier time of it during MRI exams is a nice benefit of participating in meditation. Therapeutic benefits could be cited in connection with stress reduction and pain management or in lessening the frustration of waiting in line. Not bad as far as utility. Given the benefits, the practice of sitting quietly seems to repay the modest effort that it costs us. However, thinking along those lines, i.e. calculating costs and benefits, is not the main reason to participate in meditation at a Shin Buddhist temple. Another way to think about quiet sitting is to think of it as a ritual, like bowing, chanting sutras, or offering incense. All of these are religious activities that cannot be explained in terms of usefulness. Clearly, they are not done in the hope of gaining a material reward, but we should go further and say that rituals like sitting or chanting are not techniques for self-improvement. Shin Buddhist awakening is not the result of my calculated efforts to perform religious practices. Rather, awakening occurs in spite of my calculations. I cease to be an active performer of practices, and I become a passive recipient of them. The problem is not with religious practices themselves, but with what I am seeking from them. I chant, I meditate, I offer incense, I want a spiritual reward for my effort. It's all I, I, I. But at some point, we may feel a need that is deeper than receiving a limited benefit, a need not to be distracted from matters of ultimate concern. We may have a desire to live authentically, to give up role-playing, to go beyond the idea of self-improvement. So while it can be expedient at first to chant or meditate with the idea of being rewarded, we might eventually recognize this kind of thinking as provisional or temporary. What ultimately concerns us and leads us to participate in Buddhist rituals is meeting with impermanence. If this meeting does not occur, we may never discover a spiritual dimension in life, where is the spiritual dimension to be found? On the Shin Buddhist path, I do not look for an external means of transcendence. Rather, the path is to commit myself to a question, which can be expressed in various ways. What is impermanence? What is birth and death? What is Namo Amidabutsu? What am I? These are not everyday questions 
for which I might be able to discover an answer, when I abandoned the idea of self-improvement, I could commit myself to asking, what am I? Rituals like chanting and meditation help us, in spite of our calculated thinking, to embrace this path. Please put your hands together in gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Namandabuts. 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 This concludes this meditation service. Uh, I hope you feel grounded. I hope you feel different than when you began. And this feeling you have, uh, I hope you take it with you out into your everyday life. Uh, it's important to develop these qualities in a controlled environment like this podcast. But the aim is for the effects to begin to bleed out uh, into your everyday life uh, naturally. Uh, my wife once sent me a meme on Facebook that said, uh, yoga works, but only if you show up. And I feel that way about Buddhism and about meditation. Uh, it surely works, uh, but only if you stick with it. And uh, you have to get to the point where it becomes something natural and effortless in your life. And if you have high expectations and you're trying to rush the process, uh, you actually retard uh, your ability to change over time. Uh, you don't want to grasp it. You don't want to hang on to it. You just want to experience it uh, in a regular practice and integrate it into your everyday life. So thank you very much for coming. Uh, I will close with Gasho. Hands together and we will bow. Namandouts, 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 namandouts. Today's program was presented by Reverend Marvin Harada, Reverend John Turner, Reverend Ellen Crane, and Minister's Assistant Jim Pollard. Executive Producers Reverend Marvin Harada and Jim Scott. Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. Copyright 2019, Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA, all rights reserved. We hope you'll join us for future podcasts, or please check out our Buddhist online program at everydaybuddhist.org. Our website is ocbuddhist.org. There are Dharma messages that you can read on the website, and the online program has a number of Buddhist education courses from introductory level to the study of Buddhist texts. If you've never attended one of our meditation services, we are located at 909 Southdale Avenue in Anaheim. Thank you for joining us today.